Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today's topic is that the languages spoken at Pentecost was really a prophetic fulfillment. Did you know? Let's take a look at tongues as a prophecy. Start with Acts 2, 5 to 11, which I'll read. Now, there were Jews residing in Jerusalem, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the crowd came together and they were bewildered because each one of them was hearing them speak in his own language. They were amazed and astonished, saying, Why, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each hear them in our own language to which we were born? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus in Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, parts of Libya around Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues of the mighty deeds of God. Well, that was Acts 2, 5 to 11. Now in Corinth, during the early church, Believers there had a tendency to lust after the more showy spiritual gifts, especially tongues. Now, tongues means actual languages that believers could spontaneously utter. The person speaking it, not having studied or having any knowledge of that language yet, could suddenly speak it perfectly. This was a sign to unbelievers a fulfillment of a prophecy given in the Old Testament. That's Isaiah 28:11. We'll get to that in just a second. Now, the biblical meaning of speaking in tongues is that the language, language was an actual language spoken by a people group on earth. It was not gibberish babble. So the sermon at Pentecost miraculously delivered unto the disciples an ability to speak in the same languages as the multitudes that had gathered from the nations for Passover. Now, the annual Passover pilgrimage swelled the walls of Jerusalem with hundreds of thousands of people because so many people came from so many nations for this event, and they all spoke different languages. The disciples didn't have time to go to mission college and then take two years to learn, say, Arabic to begin the command to take the gospel to the people. So the Lord delivered to them an ability to speak in Persian and Cyrillic and Greek and all the other languages that were mentioned instantly. It was not baby talk gibberish. Look carefully at the verses. So the Lord opened up the disciples' minds so they'd be able to preach to the Gentiles who had traveled there from far places for the Passover. They spoke each in their own language so the visitors and also local residents could hear the gospel message. How amazing is our God? So how does this Pentecost miracle relate to that prophecy in Isaiah 28, 11? 
Well, first of all, many prophecies in the Bible have a dual fulfillment. There's a near-in-time fulfillment and a far-in-time fulfillment. So for the Isaiah 28:11 prophecy, spoken of by Isaiah, the near-term fulfillment was that Isaiah said an enemy army was going to come, speaking a language the Jews did not know, and sweep them away from the southern kingdom, just as the Assyrians had done to the northern kingdom 15 years before. It turned out to be the Babylonians who came and swept them all away to captivity. So for the unbelieving Jews, it was a warning sign of judgment to come. Isaiah 28, 11 actually says, here's the verse, by people of strange lips with a foreign tongue, the Lord will speak to this people. Now back in Corinth, the apostle Paul liberally paraphrased that verse from Isaiah in 1 Corinthians 14, 21 just before he said that tongues are a sign to unbelievers. So what is that sign? His meaning is that tongues are a sign of judgment against the unbelieving Israelites and a token of grace to the Gentile unbelievers who now can hear the message in their own tongues. John MacArthur wrote of this, um, quote, for the first time ever, inspired truth was revealed by God in languages other than Hebrew. This in and of itself was a remarkable sign, not only to unbelieving Gentile hearers, but to the unbelieving Jews. In 1 Corinthians 14, 20 to 22, we read, brothers, do not be children in your thinking, be infants in evil, but in your thinking, be mature. In the law, it is written by people of strange tongues and by the lips of foreigners, I will speak to this people. And even then they will not listen to me, says the Lord. MacArthur continues, thus tongues are a sign not for believers, but for unbelievers. While prophecy itself is a sign not for unbelievers, but for believers. And that was speaking in tongues signified the times of the Gentiles. Luke 21, 24 had begun. And that was John MacArthur from Four Points About Tongues from 1 Corinthians 4, a sermon. So in the Old Testament, the way that the Hebrews knew the hammer judgment of God was about to come down would be when they looked up, and saw many foreign people speaking to them in a foreign language. Paul was referring to that when he said it is written in the law, and that is the Isaiah 28:11 prophecy. When men in Acts at Pentecost began to speak in foreign tongues, it was the same indicator. Judgment was here. The Pharisees should have known. Jesus had warned and warned that judgment would come. Every time he pronounced woe unto the Pharisees, that was a warning. But sadly, they did not heed, just as the rulers in Isaiah's southern kingdom did not heed. A sign 
is a sign. It's not an ongoing event. When you see a sign by the road announcing your destination, you know, in like 10 miles, you don't see sign after sign. Unless it's the south of the border signs, there's 175 of them. A sign was to announce that the event prophesied was here or was coming. And after the sign is given, it's no longer needed. So that's one reason why the ongoing gift of tongues has ceased. Its purpose as a sign was fulfilled. So God's salvific gaze shifted from the Jews because they were stiff-necked and refused to be the light that they were meant to be, and it shifted from the Jews to the Gentiles, where God's gaze remains to this day. It is still the times of the Gentiles. One day, his salvific gaze will return to Israel. Romans 11.25 says, Tongues at Pentecost were for an ancient prophetic sign to unbelievers, not a gift of gibberish to be played with on TBN. Did you know that tongues were a prophetic sign predicted 700 years prior to its fulfillment? I didn't until I studied it. Our God and his word is just amazing. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day.